I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I am sitting down today with a good old friend of mine, Samita Armstrong. Uh, I was very nervous and just did a name pronunciation test with her just to be sure because I feel like I always mess it up. Can you give us like the perfect version? You actually probably do it better than anybody else, but it's Samira. With a little roll on yeah, the R. Yeah, it's not a D. It's a, it's a rolled R. Because I am always trying to like find that little that little place where the D and the, the rolled R sound right, right, the right, same. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But there's no D. There's yeah. no D. It's and like, so it's easy to just go with Sa. Exactly. Yeah, All it's right. more comfortable for everybody. All right. So you and I have known each other for many years, and a friend kind of brought us back together yesterday mm-hmm. because you have become pretty open-minded about politics. And so I guess first off, give me a little bit about your history in Hollywood and where you've been at politically the last 10 or 15 years, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's an interesting way that you put it, um, calling it open-minded about politics. I, I definitely have always, I've never been big on movements or subscribing to this idea that I um, collectively agree with one thing or another. So Mm -hmm. I've always been very independent, especially because, you know, movements can go sideways and, you know, they can fall apart. And um, in terms of, like, identifying with Republican or a Democratic Party, I, um, you know, obviously there's other parties um, to identify as, but those being the primary two in our system. Um, I grew up in Arizona. I I grew up in many places all over the country and the world, but um, there was this idea of sort of a small government, Mm -hmm. uh, independent responsibility, the American dream, liberty, uh, freedom of speech was always so important in our family. It was taught that, you know, anybody can say anything. It doesn't matter what they're saying. You have to give them the ability to use that freedom of speech. And, it, and, you know, it was always like, well, what if they're saying something bad? And that's their freedom. That's what it means yeah. to be an American. And um, so and then there's this like sort of I moved to Los Angeles and when I was 19 in the early 2000s. Um, 9-11 happened right afterwards, um, just to give you sort of an idea of like the time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, you know, there's this more liberal concepts that I had never thought about, you know, gay marriage or sure. um, equality. I guess somehow it was turning out that, you know, this perception that conservative people don't care about those things. Right. And it was very one or the other, they're black or white, right? Which, as my new favorite word, I, I learned from Joe Biden's monolithic. I just, I, ah, yes. I fucking love that word. I can't believe you learned it from Joe Biden I know, because I'm, I'm, yeah. he's the one who, like, thinks that the black vote is totally monolithic. That's why I learned it. I yeah. was like, what the hell? That's exactly why yeah. I picked it up. But, but you know, and then, and that's the absurdity of it all is that you can be um, economic. I don't, even, I don't even like using the phrase the black vote. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I just, I, it's because so it's not a monolith. Right. Like, Absolutely. It's so unbelievably insulting to group a 
a, a mass amount of people based on their skin color. Yeah. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, but when this whole movement turned around and was like, you know, the white woke or the, yeah. you know, the white liberal woman, the women need to shut up and right? listen. Dude, I had such a problem with that. And you this is actually yeah. one of my, my turning points where, I, where I, I went from full on BLM supporting to mm-hmm. like, wait, something's off here. Mm-hmm. So as I was saying, so, you know, a conservative views uh economically oh, oh, super liberal views uh, uh civil rights open right uh gay rights like lgbtq social rights like mm-hmm. you know obviously a nice balance of humanity as most people i think have right you know right um but there was this sense in hollywood i think but you know bush was president when i came here and i remember going to a yoga class and i can't i did he serve two terms yes okay so yeah. he got reelected, right yeah. i was in a yoga class kundalini yoga in studio city and people were crying oh my god I, and i was like oh shit you know like, this yeah is, this is an emotional response <laughs> to something like i thought we like let everyone have their turn as presidency because you know the mass majority voted for them and right. we kind of just be quiet and like write it out till it's our well, turn es- again especially the re-election i mean he did he beat john Kerry. And it wasn't under dispute the way that the 2000 election was with the hanging chads in Florida. Right, right, right. He won the election. And I don't, you know what? You go ahead. I don't want to like go off on a tangent. Right, right, right. But yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> that's yeah. for another day. Um, you know, so this immediate response of conservative, bad, Democratic Party, good. Right. Los Angeles is all Democratic. Yeah. That's, that's the idea that I... I um, embodied immediately, like the understanding that I, I came to exist in. And then especially, you know, when controversial things like, you know, school shootings or things came out, there was this, like such a big voice of guns, bad, no, get rid yeah. of them. Which, again, a monolithic way of thinking, mm-hmm. there's nuances to life and existence. And I don't think you can take one um, statistic and imply it to a whole country. Yeah. And, and, and we're doing that now, too, with COVID. It's like, well, you know, uh, you know, we're the worst country that's handling it. And, it, you know, such and such ha- country handled it so much better. It's like we're nothing like that country. You're yeah. you're you're, you're co- comparing things like uh, health. You yeah. know, ob- yeah. the obesity rate here is insane. Mm-hmm. And to a country that doesn't have the same afflicts that, that we have, it's apples and oranges all over. Yeah. The place. And I mean, you're not even allowed to say the obesity thing. The obesity factor is the tied into COVID death yeah, only behind age. So age comes first, then obesity comes mm, second. Those mm-hmm. are the two most likely indicators that you might have a problem with COVID. Right, right. And we can't talk about that. No, and that's bullshit. Yeah. And that's the number one effect, uh, uh, attack that we've had that's mm-hmm. caused, I believe, this problem, is that everyone's so PC and so sensitive yep. that we can't speak reality anymore. We've exactly. been... Um, playing into this fairy tale fantasy uh, dialogue from the left be- that is being pushed like that hurts my feeling don't say that but i'm going to yeah. blow you this building up <laughs> you know what i mean like yes. we're not allowed to talk about p- obesity which is a fact which is yeah. a number one killer yet we're all in our houses right now because of a like pseudo possibly not really that dangerous virus right it's 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 make believe it's right. insanity and and i guess um you know, why I decided to speak out on it is because, first of all, the whole thing is about bullying, right? And we know that, okay, so we've, okay, BLM comes out, right? Mm-hmm. 
I know I'm not allowed to say anything, and as an actor being in Hollywood for 20 years, I don't know any other conservatives or economically conservative-minded people, right? Not one. Really? Not one. Wow. You know why? Because we never talked yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And the, everyone who spoke openly about politics was a Democrat, mm -hmm. a liberal Democrat pushing Obama. Why? Because he was black. I voted for Obama twice. You know what? why I didn't vote for, vote for Obama? Because his message was hope. Yeah. And to me... That felt like, well, I hope we get it. I hope, right. I hope it changes this time. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's, and versus, you know, the controversial make America great again. That's like a statement. Yeah. Not, I hope we make it okay. I hope right. it works out. Right, right. I hope they make the change. <laughs> that's not a conviction of any kind. You know, that's actually setting you up for the understanding like, ah, it's probably not going to work out, but I hope it does. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember seeing that. And of course, it's pushed by like cool artists like Obey and like, you know, it's right. And so now it's like yeah, a Shepherd cult Ferry. classic thing. Like young kids are getting into it. And I remember a buddy of mine, like he had a poster at his house and he's like, what do you think? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope i don't buy it i yeah. don't buy it so okay so um as it turns out after having spoken out i literally like baby stepped my way out of the closet so to speak out of the i guess not mob mentality and when was this two weeks ago oh wow so okay so this is what i want to just make sure i have straight so you were raised essentially a republican I wouldn't say that because my or parents... Or just kind of independent. Yes. My parents would not identify as Republicans okay. at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but freedom is a strong... You know, there's this identity of like socialism, liberal, mm -hmm. democratic party. We want to save everyone and help everyone. And conservative, which is like, I'm going to work. I'm yeah. going to take care of myself. I'm going to make it or break it, fail or succeed and try again. Mm -hmm. I don't need handouts because that's my freedom in life. Right. Mind you, I totally believe in social security and, um, cool. and um, unemployment. And of course, like there's a safety, a safety net, net that but to rely upon it is not i think the traditionally conservative perspective primarily because there's a lack of faith in in the government mm -hmm. because they're terrible managers of economics basically everything. and everything yeah. i have friends still waiting for the unemployment checks from you know from covid it's yes. not happening there's yeah. like a hundred calls deep into i have friends in nevada who have not received a dime the right. entire time exactly like musicians who are having who's this is absolute an absolute nightmare for yes them. because there's not only no work now there's no work conceivably in the future, future right. unless the country deals with what you said earlier that the covid virus is not as deadly as people believe yes. it is and until people get that through their heads jesus what was that mm -hmm. uh they're coming I, yeah yeah <laughs> they're knocking down my door already um they heard me say the, the COVID thing. Right, now right, I need to get right, attacked. right. But uh, until that, until we get squared away with that, I don't know how anybody's going to function again. And that's one thing that I think Trump failed on and could have done better is communicating that though the virus was real and it could have a very deadly impact mm -hmm. on very certain people. Yes. We didn't all need to be scared and we didn't all need to convince each other that we're all like these tiny little uh, disease time bombs just waiting to go off as yeah. soon as another person oh, comes near us without a mask on. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, Do sorry. you think he had that information, though? Uh, I think that the information has been available to him that it is not that deadly. I think that it was... I, I You know, I wrestle with that. I've written a lot about it. 
I, I don't know. You know, I think that his initial approach was probably correct. Treating it like it wasn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. was probably correct. But the problem is that there were some powerful counter narratives to that. And one of them was that we just didn't know. Yes. We don't know enough. We yeah. don't know enough. Right. But there actually was enough information at that point. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what he said to Bob Woodward in the most recent tape, he said that um, it was deadly to a very particular group of people. Mm-hmm. He said that. Mm-hmm. I wish they had Operated. hammered that yeah. message. Yeah. And the problem is when you get a guy like Anthony Fauci out there who clearly relishes his oh, role as a media it. darling oh, yeah, totally. and only one of the two of them will be trusted because people have broken down any sort of faith in Trump's competence. That's, I think that that's where we really got screwed. And I think that Trump was put in a bit of a checkmate position and I'm not saying this to excuse mm-hmm. him. I think that no one would have believed him. Right. They would have said, well, Trump, we are, everyone knows that Trump Absolutely. doesn't trust the science. Oh, and, and imagine. And the science and the data yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time. What science and data? You yeah. know what I mean? It's ever evolving. You can't, you know. And, but, and the funny thing is the science and data that's come out since doesn't support. The what, fear now. Yeah. So, yeah. and also to the effect of, um, you know, had he gone more, oh, let's say, more liberal in terms of opening, keeping the country open and say those 20, you know, depending on how they allocated the deaths, like, Mm -hmm. right, people with COVID dying versus of of COVID dying, that would have all been on on him, you know, Mm -hmm. so I I get the conservativeness. And then also there was a point several months ago when he's like, it's time to open back up. Right. And the governors were like, no, we're not doing it. That's up to us. And it was very particular governors. California, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Democratic governors. This idea of like, okay, we're going to flatten this curve Mm -hmm. and then open up. So the curve flattens after six weeks, 15 days to slow the spread. It was supposed to be two weeks initially. Right, right. And then he's like, okay, open up. They're like, no, it's up to us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's so debatable. It is so debatable. Of course. I will say... And different people come down different ways on it depending on what you believe the purpose of life is. I believe the purpose of life is to live it. Right. And you can't just take six months from everybody's life and constrict their ability to feed their family, to go to work, to pursue the things that make them happy in life. Everyone else on every other issue that we've ever had has understood that we have personal responsibility to look after ourselves. If we are scared of the disease, you lock down and you lock down and you lock down. The rest of the country will keep functioning so that the country can do things Mm -hmm. like provide welfare Mm -hmm. for people who need it. Mm -hmm. And instead... We've just decided that the point of life is to make sure that no one dies from COVID. Yeah. Doesn't matter about anything else. Doesn't anything matter that else. suicides are going totally. up, that drug, drug overdoses, exactly. Dr- yes, domestic abuse. Doesn't yes. matter that any of that is going yes. up. Well, and that goes back to the thinking process mm-hmm. that we engage in this make-believe fairy thinking that is not critical and it ignores reality. Right, exactly. And it's because it's PC and people will get their hurt, their feelings hurt and it's like, well, you're a bad person. You hurt their feelings. Yes. I don't care anymore. Right, good. You're an idiot. If you, you, do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yes, like, yes, I say it on we, here every day. We, <laughs> we heard this when we were kids. Sticks and stones break bones. Right. Words will never hurt me. I was genuinely thinking that I was at the Trump rally in Henderson, Nevada a couple nights ago. Right. Um, I wanted to go see it and experience it, know what it was like to be in there, see what the people were like around there. And I was thinking about that in there because, you know, I, when I watch his speeches now, 
I look specifically for stuff that is going to be taken out of context right. uh-huh. or even in, sometimes in context. I mean, listen, I like Trump. I don't think that he says the right things a lot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I wish that he was more careful with his language. But at the same time, his uh, his brash and abrasive nature is what breaks down some of the systems that need to be broken down, specifically the media domination of the narrative yes. and the control that has. Yes. Over the culture. And, you know, you were saying the thing about critical thinking, which I totally agree with. The other part of that, though, is that everything is is narrative thinking. Like, you know, which side has the right narrative. And so you accept that whatever they're saying is the right thing. And then you repeat that and you build up your knowledge base on these things that you've heard. So it's not even that critical thinking starts or that they can't do it. It's never there. It's yes. It's It's a total brainwashing. And I hate to use that because. I don't mean it in like the conspiracy way where we have been uh, all intentionally brainwashed. Right, right, right. But that's what happens when we stop exercising the critical faculties. And, you know, so many of the things about Trump and about all of the liberal causes are just accepted as fact. Right. Like that, for instance, that black Americans want the police defunded. Right. They don't. 81% in that Pew poll said that they do not want the police defunded, that they want more police. Well, why would you want the police defunded if you've lost almost as many people in this year as who have died from COVID? Black community, right? Well, I don't know if it's, it depends on how you do the COVID number. I don't think it's that many, but. 9,000 people-ish? Yeah. I mean, but then they would say like, well, it's 200,000 in COVID. No, we're talking about specifically from COVID. <laughs> right, right, this right. This is the reality I'm talking yes. about. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, I refuse to play by this make-believe storytelling mm-hmm. narrative anymore. There's reality and then there's yeah. storytelling. And right. what's happened was, I think, Hollywood and, you know, celebrity culture, uh, you know, uh, sport athletes, mm-hmm. they're not, I, I hate to say it. They're not the sharpest tool in the deck. Right, right. They're literally, their job is to read other people's scripts yeah. and say the lines right. with emotion. So that's been happening. And we're like, yeah, we watch these people all the time on TV and the news. We watch this. Of course, they yeah. know something. They're saying it too. They're in, you know, right. they're doing it. Right. And you feel like you have a connection to them in a way that you simply don't have. And I mean, obviously, all of us who come to Hollywood and circle around this community or inside it understand that right you know you have impressions of people from what they're like in movies or in interviews or appearing on bill maher like i mean i used to think that some really dumb people were smart because they were on there saying the things that i liked Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's all it takes Mm -hmm. you're like oh that person's smart because they say the things that i agree right right good but that's not what smart is. yes very good point yes and so uh yeah, go continue. Well, this goes back to an educational problem, right? Yeah. Um, there's not a thought process that's being established on mm-hmm. how to think critically right. in our education. It is a narrative-driven educational system. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it, it serves a purpose. There's also a liberal agenda involved in it and a socialism agenda involved in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like you got a lot of that when you were in high school? Because I don't feel like that, and I don't feel like I did when I was in college either. Although now what I read and see is entirely different. Could be. Did you feel like that in... in... I don't think that, you know, I mean, I think the in terms of like... Because it's definitely changed over time. Oh, for sure. But how, I just mean for your own personal how experience. How to get to a conclusion, I think, is one of the most important things you sort of a roadmap on how to get to access an outcome, right? Uh 
I, I don't think that that was necessarily hit. I think there was a lot of like feel good. Um, what's it called? I, I loved my school, by the way. Right. I'm not talking okay. this, but it was a very liberal, okay, yeah. interesting school. Um, but there was a lot of, uh, um, how, what is it like, uh, making, giving you good grades for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of like thought process involved. We had like a rocket scientist at our school. They were trying to find really different, e- interesting ways of educating. I'm not specifically talking about my school being the bad school. I I'm a big fan of it, but overall, uh, you know, have you read the information about um, Marxism being taught on a so, like on, on an educational level for education uh, students going into teaching? Oh, no. So there's this narrative. Well, you know, critical critical sure. theory. Critical theory. So yeah. that, that's that's shared as if it's a reality. God. And so that you know, and if you think about it, the people who come teachers are the people who didn't go through like a serious year, several years of extra years of schooling, right? So mm-hmm. there's a limited amount of education time allocated to understanding something, and they've taken you know what what they've received is like, well, I went to school, this is it, you know. Yeah. And so that's what's perpetuating sure. into our youth. Yeah, right. I, yeah, that stuff's a nightmare. So just to describe critical theory a little bit for everybody, if, if they're not familiar with it, it's basically the idea that everything should be viewed through a lens of oppression and that in every situation you are supposed to look for how someone might be oppressed by that situation, right. which is really terrible because what it convinces you to do is to assume that things that aren't in any way clear to be hurting someone else are in fact hurting that other person. And so what you do is constantly tell a person that they are being oppressed or that they have been oppressed by things that weren't oppressing them. Like, I don't understand why we are able to pretend that that is good. No one would ever teach their kids that way, that they're constantly being oppressed and that everything is someone else's fault. Well, it, it's touted under this. Do I, you have kids? You I do, do, right? Yeah. yeah. It's touted under this idea of thoughtfulness. You're right. being considerate. Right. Again, with the PC bullshit. Yes. And it's always because you don't know what it's like to actually connect to that person and try to understand what that person is and does and believes and whether or not they're actually being hurt, right. whether or not they think they're oppressed, right. it is no one's job or business to tell me yeah. that somehow I'm being oppressed. Oh, yeah. oh my God. But of course, I'm a white male, so there's no way yeah. that I could ever yeah. be oppressed, and especially not by Hollywood's political culture. Right, right, right. Forget no it. one's oppressed there's by no, that. Yeah, it's just half the people out here don't feel like they can say anything <laughs> right? to anybody. Exactly. But there's no oppression. And don't, don't worry about toxic masculinity, Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> that doesn't exist either. But, you know, that, that's exactly it. And it goes hand in hand with the, with the push for this PC thinking, mm-hmm. this PC imaginary. Critical theory is assuming that everyone is a victim. Yes. And that is the most insulting non-American way to live. It's unbelievable. People come, I saw this really interesting um, Adam Carolla, who I guess is everyone's trying to say is racist. I don't know if he is. That's so stupid. Yeah. And Adam Carolla is just sort of conservative, uh and that's it. Yeah. God, these people. It's interesting. I'll post information on Instagram that I'm, you know, trying to open people's eyes up to, and they'll attack the character of the person that I'm, rather than listening to the message. Yeah, because they don't have anything to say. They have nothing to say. But the interesting thing that he said is. Nobody came to America for a handout. 
Mm-hmm. Every single person mm-hmm. that came to America to make something of themselves knew they were going to fight for it. So now there's this democratic social push that everyone what deserves that healthcare is a right. I don't yeah. believe that. Nothing that doesn't in, even make sense in natural in in the natural environment of the world mm-hmm. is a right. Well, not anything that you can that you need someone else to give you. Exactly. There's like, no. I don't have a right to someone else's work. There's no. There's no. Uh, uh, there's no animal that deserves, you know, that you, there's no, it does. That's not how nature works is, right. is what I'm saying. Right. right. You know what I mean? So the right is opportunity to make something of yourself. Exactly. And so. Yeah. Like personal freedom. That's what the country is founded on. Right. Like if you try, you can succeed. Yes. That doesn't mean that you get to stop trying if it gets too difficult. It doesn't mean you get to stop trying if your parents didn't have a good life to bring you into right. like, sorry, right. Not everybody has good parents. Well, and the, There's no way that we can just correct for that. And this idea that successful lives come from successful childhoods is also a falsehood. There's so many powerful, wonderful, successful, yes. uh, accomplished human beings in, in the United States, but also everywhere who have come from nothing. Yeah. And that was, and that's especially true of women. And I don't understand why that's not the empowering message. Like, look what has happened to so many women, victims of sexual assault or child abuse People still go on to make something of themselves right. because they they retain the faith yes. that they are able. They've overcome something. Yes. And so if you have if you wipe out the idea of over having to overcome something mm-hmm. and that you deserve something, you're you're sitting on your ass, you're waiting for a handout, you want a government that'll take care of you right. and in comes the Democratic Party. Sure. We've got you. Especially now. Especially, Especially now, now, but also... They're making people dependent That's what I'm stuff. saying. That's the really and, bad and part. And the, the, the identity politics pandering that happened, you know, from Obama, I believe, you know, great. Uh, it, definitely, gr- it definitely saw its what, high point. Right, at, uh, yeah. for sure. I mean, what was he... He was... <sighs> you can go ahead. You can go ahead. I mean, see, it, yeah. the funny thing is, what I'm noticing, and you can tell me if it's true, is that a lot of this is pent up for you. Oh, my God, Chris. <laughs> 20 years. I know. You know, I've I, so I voted for uh, Bill Clinton, Al Gore, John Kerry. Actually, no. You know what? I turned 18 right after Clinton mm-hmm. was elected in 96. So so I voted for Al Gore, John Kerry, Obama, Obama, Hillary. Mm-hmm. I have never voted for a Republican president. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing throughout Obama and then especially, I really noticed, I've told this story on the podcast before, but just so mm-hmm. that you know where I'm coming from. I, in 2015, when Bernie Sanders started running against Hillary Clinton and all of Hollywood like attached themselves to Bernie. So it was either like, if you're a feminist, you're for Hillary. Right, right, and if right. you're anything else, you're for Bernie. And if you're not one of those two things, go fuck yourself. Yeah, identity politics. And uh, I realized pretty quickly, and it was from this quote in the Boston Globe. I was listening to Rogan. I heard him talk about this, clo- this quote. So I went back through and looked at it. And Bernie said, it's unbelievable that we have and I'm going to get the quote wrong, I'm paraphrasing, but it's unbelievable that we have uh, 18 different types of sneakers and 23 different types of deodorant in a place that uh, people still starve to death. And it's like, no, man, you don't understand how 
anything works. And once I saw that, I was like, yeah. Jesus, yeah. is this really what Bernie thinks? Yes. And so I started digging through all that and mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus, this is horrible. Yes. I was like, this guy is legit a socialist yeah. and this is where he's trying to push the country. Yes. What could be more dangerous than this? Yes. Nothing. And so I started really supporting Hillary against Bernie. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first taste mm-hmm. of like the Hollywood hatred, which mm-hmm. was fine. And uh, I lost like people that I used to work with who mm-hmm. every, we don't have to discuss okay. the person, but everybody knows the woman is like just one of the most angry oh, and okay. hateful people exactly on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was like, no, oh, this yeah. sucks. Like, okay, yeah. you don't like me anymore. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But throughout that time, I, w- I really didn't like Trump. Yeah. I really, really didn't like Trump, but I was still hooked into the media narrative. And more and more through the identity politics thing, through the Russia stuff, mm-hmm. I just realized like, wow, this stuff is all wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a little bit wrong or I don't agree with it. I'm like, this is just a massive lie yes. being propagated all the time. I can't do this. So tell me this. Did you vote for Trump? I did. You did. Yes. Okay. And so these last Five years, you have been t- silent, more or less, until the last two yeah, weeks. Well, I, Some people close to you probably knew. I think one person. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Five years of just total silence. Yes. Yep. Okay, so what's your what was your number one priority there? You just didn't want to deal with the backlash, or was it career-oriented? Um... Okay, first of all, let me just say Hillary Clinton is an evil person, okay? Yeah. It's, she's evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know this for a fact because I, I have family friends in the military and uh-huh. they, they've worked closely with her and she is evil. Let me just say that. So there was no I can way. That. There wasn't like I was excited for Trump. Right. But gotcha. there was no way in hell what, that I would vote for that evil incarnate who was, is that the right word? Incarnate. I, incarnate. Yeah. Who, who was being championed by moronical music music. Musicians and yes, actors yes. who know nothing about real life. And that was the number one thing. It was like, this is a big red flag. They have yeah. no idea what's going on here. Not that I had any better of an idea, but I had a sense, right? Sure, sure, sure. Honestly, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't have to listen to people who you know don't know anything. Oh, but there's actually got a, a message yesterday mm-hmm. from, in DM from this actor that I, I've known for a couple of years. And I did a project with him two years ago. And he said, thank you so much for speaking up. Yes. I've been told not to say anything. Oh, yeah. The management companies and the agencies are saying that too. D- don't. Say yes. It. And, and, yep. and they made people post their black squares. Yep. They make people do yes. the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yes. Like everybody out there. And I'm glad you said that because everybody out there believes that. All these people just feel these things in their hearts and souls and are putting these messages out. That is not true. Right, right. And the fact is that these governments, California especially, but other states as well, are literally paying them. Whoa. Oh, yeah. There was a big masking campaign that Gavin uh, started in California. They oh. were paying influencers <gasps> to do pro-mask messaging. No. Yeah, so whenever you see those the political messages that have the particular hashtags or that are all coordinated or using the same language, those are always paid campaigns. And this isn't a conspiracy theory, guys. Like you can look this up and you can, I I can show you the emails that people get like offering them money to post these things. Is it good money? I mean, these were smaller influencers that I talked to, but you can um, look at the, uh, uh, there's a, a group called defeat disinfo that's doing this for, the presidential election, but, uh, so the smaller influencers in a 
time where there is no influencing money to be made because mm-hmm. the economy is yeah. shut down. Sure, anything. Like if they're yeah. they're going to take five thousand dollars to right. post a picture about a mask, yes, right. they will. Right, right, you know? right. Oh, I get it. So it's yeah. yeah. So it's actually yeah. it's actually way worse than than people imagine. Um, but sorry. So the one person got in touch with you and thanked you for for spe- yeah, yeah for speaking out. Can I just ad- adjust this? Really yeah, quickly? do whatever you need to do. I just feel like it's dropping. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> it's a microphone adjustment. Okay, um, I want to sit up a little bit. There high. you go. Okay, so yeah, but but that you can push it closer. That's to only one person. I've had probably right, right. five. Um, and in- interestingly enough, it's all men. I haven't mm-hmm. heard from any women. There is an uh, there is a, a woman. Her name's Kaya, who I met back in the day from the Pussycat Dolls. That I didn't oh, even Kaya know. Kaya Jones, yeah, yeah, is more conservative. She's like, yeah, I guess, she's out there. She's out there. Yeah. She's been out there. We're she's, not we're not outing anyone. Yeah, she's totally confident about being out there. And then she. Like uh, I just found out a few days ago, uh-huh. I did the Pussycat Dolls at one time oh, back did? in the day. So, oh, awesome! So I I had reposted something of hers. I didn't even recognize her because she looks so different, you sure. know. And she looks amazing. She's always looked amazing, but um, she dyed her hair. That's so that's insignificant, but that's <laughs> that's why she looked different. Um, and um, and then so she wrote me. She said, I can't believe. Oh my God, it's you! And holy shit, you know. I, I looked through and found out. Yeah. And I was like, I, I seriously thought I was alone. That was just a few days before. You know, yesterday, which was when I found out you were speaking out mm-hmm. too. Um, um, okay, so get me back on track. Oh well, yeah, you were just talking about that when we were talking about the actors and stuff. But uh, I asked you um, what your primary motivation for silence was, oh. whether it was social backlash or career oriented or both. I mean, yeah, I guess there was a certain feeling of, gosh, these idiots don't know anything and they're never mm-hmm. going to get it. And like, I, I had no, I, I didn't feel like a part of the political happenings in the world. I, I really just didn't want, I, I did my piece by voting okay. to the, you know, to the best of my ability. I tried my best actually not to put a lot of thought in it. I, to this day, I still don't watch a lot of news. I get all my information. There's no point in watching There's no, news. there's no point. I get all my information from like weird insights here and there. I pick up and, you know, you kind of follow the trail of things and create form and a, a perception of like what is going on by information that isn't shared but sure. then is shared this way and then people are saying right know. sometimes it's about what they're not saying right exactly right, right. exactly so um yeah so i remained silent because uh you know they they did this campaign of trump is a racist sure trump hates mexicans hates and women hates everything. hates women yeah and i, I knew this i knew it couldn't be true. I knew the way the narrative in Hollywood and the, uh, the Democratic Party plays out. I see mm-hmm. it. I, sure. I work in it. That was actually one of the more disappointing things in the last several years is like the narrative that the story is being told is su- is also pandering and sure. catering to, to a, 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 a way of thinking and existing that doesn't apply to most of, of America. No, and so you see this push for like women's rights. We're so strong. Feminism. Rah. And then all of a sudden all the roles would be like strong female leads. And it was just so trite and uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I became very disillusioned. There was another message I kept hearing for the last five years, which was I'm not dark enough. I, I'm not diverse. Wait, you were hearing this I, personally. I was not. Yeah. And then that, that was my reasoning for my representation, who, by the way, I, I got rid of two years ago because of this. Mm-hmm. You're too old, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. People age out. But you're too white. Mm-hmm. Everything's diverse now. Um, and it, it didn't make sense to me. And, and, and it wasn't just me. It was sure. everyone. And yes, there should be more diversity in, in Hollywood. That's like hands down absolutely but there's this really uh artificial way of making it happen right and it was uh unnatural fine whatever so i i i, I, I kept separating myself from 
the overall, I guess, monolithic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, um, um, it's a five dollar uh, word. You make five dollars right, every right. time you use it. Ideology or, or like massiveness that was Hollywood because it just didn't sit right with me. You mm-hmm. know, and I would be lying to say if, if um, say Hulu called me up right now and was like, well, we are going to cast you as a lead, and you know, do you want it? Fuck yeah, I want it. Yeah, of course, because you, know? you want to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so. So that that's where I was in the last. Fi- the, my, the father of my son didn't even know that I voted for Trump. My, oh, my, wow. my parents knew. My one friend knew because she also did. <laughs> her husband doesn't know. Wow. And um, and that's how it existed. I wonder if her husband voted for him too. Uh, I wonder. <laughs> well, she said that he had been a you know liberal, and then since speaking with her father, he's now conservative. So Good for yeah, him. yeah. Um, I. I think that the, the, the toughest thing, you know, is that it's so easy to accept that conservatives are bad and racist and stuff without knowing anything about conservatism. Right. And that's where I was. You know, I would I, I felt like I was keeping myself informed by consistently reading the news. Definitely more than 90 percent of my peers, but I was reading only one point of view. Right. And I would read stuff that that enforced that point of view. And so the moment that right. Trump won, yeah. I was like, wow. All the like I was wrong for sure, but all these people were wrong, too. How did everyone get this so wrong? And if they do get things this important wrong, why do I have to keep listening to them? And so I really started exploring. I started reading National Review and like trying to figure out what the other side really was because I had an idea of what the other side was. But I was like, oh, wait, like they actually have reasons that they are pro-life beyond hating women and wanting to control their bodies. Like, I didn't understand that. And I don't know why I didn't understand that. I just thought it was so dumb that they believed that a baby in a fetal form until the end, you know, you know, up until the last stages was actually a human life. And I was like, oh, they don't really believe that because I didn't really believe that. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't imagine that someone else did believe mm-hmm. it. But they do believe that. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that they believe that, that they believe that that is a human life with the rights that we have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Primarily the right not to be killed. Mm -hmm. That's a principled argument. I don't have to agree with it. You don't have to agree with it. No one has to agree with it. Absolutely. But what we do have to do is not pretend that they're doing it based on hatred for women and wanting to lock women in cages in the 17th century or some shit. Because that's not what it is. And that was a revelation to me. And so I started thinking about the rest of the issues that way. Like, what do they really believe? And then do I also believe that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because what, they, what the media says they believe, mm-hmm. I don't agree with those things. Mm-hmm. I know that, and that's why I was never a conservative. All you have to do is open yourself up to the other ideas, and then you're not only like, Okay, well, that's not what I thought you believed. It's great to know that that's what you believe. Mm-hmm. And also, no, you're not all evil people you're for not believing that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. There's a demonizing of any ideas yes. that are opposite of, you know, the popular narrative. Sure. And they do that tactif- tactically 
with with media, with the news, with you know people repeating stories on social media. Trump's bad. He said yeah. racist things. It's like if you actually saw the video, the YouTube's of what I, I got in an argument with someone last night, and they're like, "Where do you?" I asked them, "Where do you get your information?" And they're like, "Where do you get your?" You know, it's like well, of one course. of the, one of the many places I get my information from is YouTube because there's unedited clips of speeches that sure. Trump's has where you can. Full out see he didn't um, say that there were good people on either side of the it's, white that supremacy. That one is unbelievable. Or, and he also didn't say that um, that all Mexicans are racist. Uh, I'm sorry, that. rapists. Rapists and yeah, racists, yeah. Right. And murderers, yeah. They're so, not bringing their best people. But it's, That is a very, very clear statement. Mm-hmm. He's talking about MS-13. They have uh, locked up or deported 20,000 members of MS-13. MS-13 is a brutal yes brutal gang have you and it's not even mexican it's like from el salvador yeah oh good point i did not know that i mean it's a lot of central america coming through mexico to get here and yes some of it's mexican but people don't even understand that it's not just one country right it's multiple countries and multiple ethnicities well what they also don't understand because i think a large number of them have never been outside of their bubble or the united states of america for that matter is the insane human trafficking yes. that's going on yeah. with children at the border. Yes. And that's why the kids in cages thing happened. And people don't understand that either. Exactly. They started separating the children and not from their parents, mm-hmm. but from the person that was there representing themselves as the parent. Right. They started doing cheek swabs to compare DNA to make sure that the person really was their parent. The cages thing and the most famous picture of the kids in cages thing was under Obama. Like when that became a big deal, part of why the kids in cages thing became such a big deal is because one of the Pod Save America hosts, who was a Obama speechwriter and staffer, John Favreau, hmm. not the not the, not the movie director, uh, shared a picture of immigrant children in cages. The picture was from 2014. Oh my god! And the fact that anyone still trusts yeah. that dumb motherfucker, like. There are mistakes and then there are revealing mistakes. Right. And that is a very revealing yes. mistake. And Pod Save America is one of the biggest podcasts in the country. And they do this kind of thing all the time. It's the, you know, and it's those people who have blood on their hands. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, you know, they could just be wrong. So I, I never like to imply too much uh, intention. You don't think that there is a responsibility with I, an audience that big? Do you think he really? Depends. Do you think he thought it was from the current administration? I think that he. I think that he does have responsibility. By the way, I think that. Uh, I think that he definitely thought that it was from the Trump administration because he's too dumb to know better, and he's too, um, like, uh, fast to judge and too convinced that he is right. right. And I think that that's one of the biggest problems with people who have intellectual status and that reflects the same way in Hollywood with the fame status. They feel like their perceived importance means that they are right about things even when they don't know anything about them. So it portrays this confidence Mm -hmm. that they've really done their homework on stuff they just have not done their Mm, homework on. Good point. Very good point. Well, and that goes to the, you know, idea of, questioning everything yeah, exactly. and thinking critically and where you're getting your resources from and going beyond the narrative of what's being given to you spoon fed as we sure. say um yeah yeah people think a lot about the uh, youtube thing and it's kind of like a thing on the left that like 
YouTube is a platform that pushes people into white supremacy and that everything on there is conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a thing? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. And that's why, did he blo- give you blowback about saying you got your information oh, yeah, from YouTube? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm why. an academics. We don't consider YouTube as yeah, exactly. a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so he tried to over-credential you. Yes. Like, he's like, well, yeah, yeah you see, that's yeah, that's yeah. cute for you right, little right, dummies. Right. Yeah. But that's not all YouTube is. Right. Like, you can watch, and what you were just saying, you watch entire Trump speeches to know what the context mm-hmm. is. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know when the media gives us their narrative the next day that I actually know what they're talking about and that I know what the context was because they're going to take a clip completely out of context. I talked about this from the Henderson rally that I was at the other night. He was talking to the president of the UFC, Dana White, and the other fighters that were with him. There were Mm. four other fighters there. And he was talking about how he didn't think that Dana's idea that people were going to like the UFC was going to be a successful one. And he's like, but, you know, mm. you never uh, you can never uh, overestimate how much are Americans like violence. Uh. And so they take out the <gasps> Americans like violence clip. Oh, my God. And now it's Donald Trump promotes violence because oh Americans love violence. Oh, my God. It's fascinating. It's like, come on, man. Wow. Wow. They'll, there's no depth to which they yeah. will not sink. So this was like sort of a general... Um, like ooze that I existed in for a while. Just yes. like a general yeah. understanding of just like, that's icky. And I'm just going right. to keep my head down. Right. You know, like s- steer the course or whatever. Just keep one one foot in front of the other. <laughs> you know, like wake yeah. up. But then COVID hit. Yes. Okay. And this is probably... That I, was my moment too. It, the most amazing. And it felt like it. I've always big, been a big fan of apocalyptic movies, zombie mm-hmm, movies. Mm-hmm. Leading up to it, I was talking... I actually have a silly YouTube channel. But uh, on there, I was talking so much about the zombie apocalypse. And then, you know, and then I heard through the grapevine about this thing in COVID. And I, I contacted a, um, a virologist, a, a scientist on Instagram. We started a dialogue about what's going on. And that's why I love social media because you can talk yeah. to people from all over the world. Yeah, And you can get information you cannot get other places. Exactly. Like Twitter has, as, as bad as Twitter can be, it can also be really good. Like I was following this entire time, legitimate epidemiologists, mm-hmm. virologists, and statisticians who mm-hmm. were doing the work right. and they were showing you the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about their motives. They are just trying to understand it mm-hmm. and allow other people exactly. to understand it. Exactly. That's it. They're yeah. not speaking for the drug companies or anything like that. Right. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah so, so what happened was, you know, we sat and we watched in the, the narrative. I was actually in Hawaii at the time. And, mm-hmm. and as I landed in Hawaii, New York shut down. And then it was like, okay, well, Los Angeles is going to shut down. We're on the island. Food's running out. Water's running out. Like, you know, there's there's lines of um, they're allocating certain amount of water at the, each shopping trip that you could have. And I was like, i got to get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got back to Los Angeles, and um, a few days later, L.A. shut down. And so it was this really, re- obviously, for everyone, a surreal experience. Because sure. for me, on the one hand, I was like, hell yes, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, <laughs> like. To tell you the truth, though, I think that that's how the epidemiologists and virologists looked at it, too. I think that that's how Anthony Fauci looks at it. Mm. They have studied this thing the whole life, mm-hmm. their whole lives. It's like an, somebody who's a seismologist studying earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Like, they have always thought about the big one what's going to happen when the big one happens and there's a part of all our souls and we should all admit this Mm -hmm. that wants to see what the darkness is really like you know and so i look at these guys and how they responded to this disease who which while deadly has had its deadliness extremely overstated 
And they want the apocalypse. Right. They want to know if all their theoretic things that they've thought about yes. will work. They want to know if mass lockdowns work, if all this shit works. Yeah. That's what they were promoting. And it's sick. It really is sick. It's really astute of you to, to see it that way. How did you gather that? Which part? Like the, the fact that that, that, the, that's, they, that you could see that image from them. I, I could I could sense an excitement. Right. I mean, it's listen, that. this is my opinion. Yes, yeah. But I could sense an excitement and um, on the part of a lot of people, media members, mm-hmm. they were like, it's coming. We right. all have to be right, perfect. Right. I, maybe they've just never had something in their lives that they've had to see as a cause or something to believe in. And I think that that's a major element of the privilege that we've been just discussing. Mm-hmm. And I do call it, that's what I call privilege. And I'm writing mm-hmm. this thing now that mm-hmm. I'm going to record and put out. But I believe privilege is uh, the ability to continue on through life without any negative consequences of you constantly making bad decisions oh God, and not brilliant. doing the work. Yeah. And that can happen with any uh, race or religion or thought process or ideology or whatever. But that's what we have in Hollywood. There's no downside. There's never been a downside for any of these people to be spouting this crazy, mm-hmm. crazy shit. I mean, Alyssa Milano was oh. dragging a brush through Dude, her hair, pulling her fucking hair that. out. <laughs> like, she has lost her, her mind. mind. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of our friends have too. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and it is not pleasant to watch and it sucks to have to be in the position where they're like thinking we're the crazy ones like (laughs) okay man i'm not pulling my hair out on i'm just talking about what i believe i know it's it's shocking and doing way more homework than all you motherfuckers are well i I think there's a sense of security and narrative 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 narrative. you say narrative i say narrative you say and so whenever when someone breaks that pattern it's like Mm -hmm. hold on that makes me uncomfortable stop you're not doing it right right it's narrative 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 Especially when you're being shown something that directly connects to a reality that they can see. Because then that's when you get into the, like the uh, cognitive cognitive dissonance thing. And like where your brain is just breaking. Because you're like, wait, I believe this one thing so hard. And everybody around me believes it. And if I don't believe the thing, everyone around me is going to be mad. But then there's also this reality standing outside my door. Right. It's right. like, no, man, you have to go with reality. I, I remember having that exact moment walking outside and, and being like, well, everything feels so normal, but I know, I know I'm supposed to think that everything right. is not normal and very dangerous. And mm-hmm. that was like that, you know, creaking in, in the matrix, so to sure. speak. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I was open to the idea that it was as catastrophic as, as they said it was. I Sure, me too. Okay, good, yeah. yeah. I'm I went also, stocked up on food. Right, well, totally. Food, toilet paper. Like, I called my parents and were like, hey, I, you know, you guys are kind of in a risk group. Just make, just take a little extra care. You right, know? right. My parents live out in the country, so yeah. it's not like they're, and they're both retired. They're not like in, uh, in social situations yeah, yeah. that they describe on the internet as very scary. Right, right, you know? right. But. And um, and I also kind of ha- like liked this idea of like okay we're we're going to and this is a danger I do believe we're going to just sit it out 
we're going to sit it out. We're not going to prep for anything. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going to think about what next steps possibly to do as, as a family. Do you know what I mean? And this wasn't encouraged. I don't think in any, in any, on a, from a media level, right? just like be conscious. Like, do you need an escape route? Do you need, you know, if you do run out of food, like what, you know, just like all the options of, of what's possible. Um, and in that comfort, we became a part of a dictatorship. Yeah, I mean, certainly in California. Right, they are opening other states, but California. Yeah. Oh, so Yeah, I mean, Gavin's. So, by the way, if this airs before Thursday, I'm not sure. Are you going? But Thursday, yeah. I'm doing an event with a friend of Andre. mine. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're doing a uh He called me last. We talked last oh, night. Oh, great. Yes, fantastic. Yes, yes, fantastic. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing a uh, a recall Gavin Newsom petition which is signing so amazing outside of erewhon yeah. so the you need nine hundred thousand. i don't we don't know the number oh, they won't okay. say they the recall uh group won't say the number of um at least this is my understanding why they're not giving the number is because they want to have all of the signatures done and confirmed and all that before they release how many they have just so that there's nothing that can happen Who's in they? the process. The P, the organization that's okay. trying to recall Gavin okay. Newsom, that's actually running the formal okay. operation yeah. because they don't want the state messing with it. Right. Oh, and smart. there's good reason not to trust. Oh, okay. That's yeah, great. Because I mean, this California thing has been the biggest disaster of all time and we don't have to get into that. Sure. But this is, it's unbelievable. I said this on yesterday's podcast. It's amazing that people have the uh, total lack of morality to blame 200,000 deaths on Donald Trump especially considering that uh, a, that more than half of them would have died this year anyhow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but they're blaming all those deaths on Donald Trump. And they're not blaming the forest fires on Gavin Newsom. Oh, it's not like he hasn't had years and years exactly. to plan for this. Well, no, you know? that's just climate change. Yeah, it's just climate change. Yeah. Um, okay, so but let's get back so, to let's so, get so, back, uh, yeah. so right. So then, so hanging out with my fam, um, mm-hmm. living life, COVID style, right. no big deal. Like we'll, we'll ride it out. It was actually a very liberating, liberating experience because for a large majority of my life as an adult, was been like, okay, well, what about like next month? Is everything going to be okay, bill wise? Sure. Like, I had a, a bit of a, a savings that I could rely upon so I kind of like eased into that of course we got a $1,200 check and I I actually (laughs) even um, um, had unemployment for a few weeks Uh um, which for for some reason was not a big deal for me I mean I didn't actually do the work uh, footwork to get it so for some people it's really challenging I think if you know how to do it it happens really quickly and if you don't you're screwed Um, but um, I so so, okay, so I'm chilling, right? I'm having this, like, sort of, in, like, uh, what's, it, what's the thing of thinking? Like, uh, es- not esoteric, is esoteric. You're having just, like, all these, like, contemplative thoughts about life. Like, wow, I always thought that if shit hit the fan, like, everything oh, would Oh, like be- an epiphany? Are you thinking of an epiphany? Just, like, no? um, yeah, there's a phrase for it. It's well, like, who cares? It's, it's like a pseudo-intellectual <laughs> phrase of, like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um no, yeah, you were okay. Okay. reflecting. Yeah, I'm reflecting. I'm like, well, I always thought that everything was going to be bad when you know I was unemployed or like you know something was going to crash down, burn, and hell, uh-huh. you know, just be terrible. But it seems as if all this fear I've been fear I've been operating under isn't actually real, mm-hmm. and probably as a human being in America, especially, uh, it, I have the ability to continue on regardless of my situation. Right. You know, and I, I've been in really great, um, financial situations and really terrible fi- financial mm-hmm. situations. The one thing that always happens is that always okay. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I always say too. 
And it's so depressing that people don't believe that about themselves. Right. Like I've even said on here, like, I don't care if Hollywood cancels me. Right. Like I don't have anything. Like I have things in my life, interactions that I wish I could have done differently. Sure. But I've never really wronged someone right. or hurt someone, you know, and I don't have that on my conscience. Right. And so if all else fails here, if I get canceled by Hollywood, if I can never work again in this town, yeah, yeah. I'll move to some small exactly. town like the one I grew up in and I'll fucking work on housing construction like I used to do before I moved out here and I'll be okay. It's going to be great. Like I might have a studio apartment in a little shit town, but that might be a really nice town once I get it to know it. It might be the most liberating experience you've ever had. Right, right. And, and It's all okay though. Everything it's all okay. is okay. If I go bankrupt, it's okay. If my credit gets destroyed, it's okay. Everything is okay. 100%. Yeah. And, one, and, and this idea of cancel bad, like there's like this end result of gloom and doom mm -hmm. and that, you know, that, that you'll get there if you don't stay in this pocket right. of fear. Right. 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 You're about to fail and you're not going to make it out. Stay in here. Yep. Right. But exactly. that's not America. And that's what they do to everyone out here. And again, that's well, a problem. It's not out here though. It's universal. Sure, sure, sure. But Hollywood specifically, you know, you were talking about like a lot of, a lot of entertainment industry people and, you know, uh, actors, athletes, Education is not foremost in their job mm -hmm. and it's not a requirement for the job. And that's fine. Yeah. Not everybody has to be educated. Sure. You know what I mean? Or at least not. Formally. No, yeah. Yeah. Or even, or even really, no one has to be, no one has a responsibility to be hooked into all these issues. Sure. You know, like they can go through their lives doing whatever makes them happy. That's their freedom to do as they choose. Yes. I would prefer if everybody <laughs> who talked about the yes, issues informed themselves, yeah. but that, um, that, lack of information on that stuff makes it harder or makes it easier to keep them in there. Yes. You know, yes, it's the same thing operating. In well, if you embed an idea of victimhood into a culture, there is no hope. Yeah. I mean, when you're on set, when you have a great show or a movie or something that you're doing and you love it and it's paying you well, don't you feel like the luckiest person on earth? Yeah, and oddly enough, the jobs that I have felt like that were not the highest paying ones. Sure, okay, whichever yeah. ones make you the most satisfied. Yeah. Yes, like when you, you get think, to do what you want to yeah. do. Yes. Like, oh, it's such a joy that I can do this thing I really enjoy doing and get paid for it. Of, this is fantastic. Of course, of course but the, the most important thing that I learned in the last 10 years is that that amazing, fantastic joy isn't dependent on my actions of what I'm doing. Right. It's my responsibility to get to that place. It's a, it's a thought process. Sure. It's a state of mind and a state of gratitude. Yeah, no matter what you're no doing. No matter what. And yeah. that goes back to the no matter what happens, it's all going to be okay. Sure. Right? Yeah. So here we... Uh. Yeah, I didn't have... Listen, I, that was not my mindset for a lot of the time I've been out here. You know, uh, I came out here with $400 in my pocket mm -hmm. and college loans. And I have hustled every single second that I've been out here. Um, and there's a lot of times where you look and think, well, there's no purpose to this. What mm -hmm. am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. And I... I don't know what it is about this period, but I think that I am actually happier now right. than I've ever been. And it's not because of the lockdowns, of yeah. course, because I am not happy about that at all. Right. I want to go on and live my life. But I wake up each day with purpose, right. feeling like there are things that I need to accomplish. There are issues that I care about. I want to be able to communicate these things to people mm -hmm. and I enjoy it. Um, but 
So we were talking about the COVID thing and how that changed your yeah, mind. Yeah. So then what happened was um, uh, we saw the, everyone in the United States, all over the world, saw sure. the video of George Floyd, right? Right. And I didn't think much of it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've been shown videos before of people being shot or hurt. You know, there yeah, was the BLM. every four years actually. Yes, interestingly enough, I I never subscribed. I was definitely mm-hmm. like four years ago, like when people said Black Lives Matter. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, of course. What? Like, doesn't yeah. everybody think that? Da- yeah, right. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it was just it was counterintuitive to me. I didn't understand yeah. it. it. It sort of bothered me. I, I understood, but I understood that I didn't understand it. You know, it was like not a, si- a system of power should not have to advertise something. Everyone already obvious. knows. Yes. Obvious. You know what I mean? And so as soon as that happens, you should, you should think, what are they trying to convince yes, me of? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, but then it popped up again and I, I was in a moment of openness. I've always naturally like wanted to help people, wanted to be of service. Um, and, and sort of, you know, stuck on my phone as we all were watching what was going on sure. and I started like putting more pieces together of the puzzle, like hearing more stories about police brutality and like, but they were, they were pieces of the puzzle, but they weren't full story. And, you know, we're in this heightened state. We're already at, as a universal group of people, our realities have changed. So uh-huh. it's like COVID hit and it's like, uh-huh. well, this is really that moment where you thought life was one thing and it turned into something else. What else is different and yeah. possible to yeah. change? So, I, you know, that moment of, of realization, that aha moment you, you, you said you had when, what was it? Um, you said just earlier, you, oh, the, when Bernie was running against Hillary, that kind of thing. Or, I believe or was so. This there about was, COVID? Yeah, oh. no, it was about it was about Hillary and Clinton. It, it, it was. Oh, you, when Trump won, and I was just like, exactly. right? Oh, gotcha. So, like, if I, I was you. wrong about that, yes, yes. What yes, else? Yes. So that was like, okay. So COVID hit. We're all in a global lockdown. What else is possible? Of course, mm-hmm. we also then heard there might be aliens. You know, it's just like, <laughs> like the, they always throw the aliens the, out when. Yeah. Right, right, right. The, 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 as they say in in the industry, is like uh, uh, they jumped to the shark. Reality <laughs> jumped to the shark. Reality did jump the yes, shark. Yes, yes. So, so then I was like, okay, well, this is something that's coming up again. And I was tied in emotionally to what happened. That's sure. the biggest problem, I think. Because when you're tied in emotionally, you, you lose all sense of thought yeah. and uh, sensibility, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all passion. Oh, my God. People are being killed. This is not okay. Why are we sure, talking about course. this? I'm a white person. It's my, it's my fault. It's, um, I'm responsible. I'm responsible. Oh, gosh. Um, um, yeah, so, so, you know, I was like, well, you know, I, I always thought like, well, I'm not sure if I'm responsible of, of it. I don't think, I mean, yeah. I, I've definitely said a racist joke before and I feel really bad about it. And it was in two, uh, 1998, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I feel really, like, I, how am I part of the problem? Because like, you're part of the, you know, social media, you're part of the problem because you're a white woman and you, God. you're not speaking out. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I, I want to do what's right. Sure. I, I, I ordered the books, you know, white fragility. This, oh my uh, God. I know. I'm Oh my God, is right. The, this other book, which is uh, like a twenty, like a twenty-eight day, like uh, r- r- writing assignment thing, like a racism diet. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, Anti-racism for twenty fuck. days. I gathered my girlfriends to like do it with me. Over, we had just done this like Deepak Chopra, like twenty-eight days to abundance, and I'm like, now we're doing this one, guys. <laughs> and um, and a lot more people fell off on that one, on this the anti-racism one which was really weird to me what do you mean fell off like, well in our um 21 days to abundance through oh, Deepak oh. Chopra, everyone was like on it in the in the, they didn't make it through all 28 make, days no most people fell off in the first do you know what their reasoning was 
No, I assumed in my cocky, like, know-it-all manner was like, well, you just don't care enough about black people. Oh, wow. You know I mean? You'll post on Instagram that you support. Oh, sorry. But you won't actually do the work. You right. Know? Do I'm, the work. I'm doing the work, guys. You know? And I went to the protests. I educated my son about it. There was even one point where his father was like, should we put up, like, a big BLM sign over the overpass in Calabasas? And at that point... There was a day, it was like a three-day period when, when it hit, you know, when like mm-hmm. every, the rage came out on social media. I, um, I, I donated. I never donated to BLM because I, I don't, again, don't like big anything, big or organizations. Well, and or, BLM donations go to Act Oh, Blue. yes, yeah. exactly. Dude, dude. Okay, yes. Yeah, we're same. Yes, okay. So, I, you know, I, I donated specifically to people whose businesses were burnt down. Oh, great. Yes. And um, I, I did the retweet. This is where you can go for this. This is sure, a black-owned sure, sure. company for this. And I spoke to my black friends and, like, would you mind having this uncomfortable conversation? I was like, doing everything. It got to the point. How did your black friends respond to that? Very lovingly. And Good. a lot of them said, I asked them, is this is something that you deal with? And they're like, yeah, I mean, every day, you know. But I don't know, you know. We don't have to go into that. Yeah. I was just I was just interested in like whether most or not, my yeah. friends were, were loving and in cool. fact in the that racist joke that I told in 1989 I went back and apologized because I went to a predominantly white school uh-huh. and I said a joke in front of someone who was not white and I just didn't think about it and I and I felt you know so as someone was tugging on my leg shut up and I just kept I thought they were trying to tell the joke and like the punchline I was like let me tell it you know. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then I looked over and my friend was right there. And I was like, so you held on to guilt for 20 years, dude. 20 years. So to the the point where I even apologized to her, I wrote this BLM moment. Did she appreciate that or not? Yeah, She's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's how a normal person responds. Exactly. She goes, I never thought anyone would judge me based on that or more like who I am. And I'm like, that's exactly it. I never. She was raised well. Right. She was. She comes from a great family. So sorry. I cut you off, though. So. Um, so I, th- this was the turning point. I, I was, I signed something, some mm-hmm. petition online to get someone out of jail that I'd had no facts on. Uh-huh. I didn't know what the crime was. I was on such a manic frenzy trying to support in, uh, the black community as I understood I was supposed to mm-hmm. that I, my brain spazzed out. I, I literally felt like I'd gone manic. I'm like, this is not normal yeah. this yeah. is not right we're literally you know i'm being shepherded into a behavior and a lack of thought mm-hmm. and taking actions based on it like, so i i happened to so i chilled out i called a couple friends like what do you feel like this is happening they're like i'm i'm so spazzed out i don't know what i'm supposed to do am i supposed to post a black square am i supposed to not post a black square do i do i show support i don't usually talk about this it was like this mania i spoke to a friend in venezuela who i had met over um over instagram we beca- became friends earlier that year and he's an investigative report, and we're just shooting the shit. He's awesome. Like, he's like, what is happening over there? I'm like, dude, I'm losing my mind. Like, I don't know how I feel about all this. There's, you know, there's uh, protests turning into riots. They, like, yep. looted all of Melrose. I, I, this doesn't feel right. He goes, Samira, BLM is a Marxist organization. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? I have I had no idea what that meant. You know, yeah. he said, in 2015 or 16, uh, Opal Tomati came out in support of Nicolas Maduro. Uh who is the dictator of Venezuela. He is the dictator of a drug trafficking and uh, uh, terrorist regime. So uh, Venezuela has more oil than Saudi Arabia. 
Venezuela was a rich country was, 20, it, 20, 30 years ago. And now it is poor and corrupt as hell. They're eating their dogs. Exactly. And I'm, that's, I'm not making, that's not a joke. It's not a joke. They can't get toilet paper. They are eating animals. People write me all the time asking yeah. me, are you fighting against socialism? And I was like, yes, actually. And I am, yeah. I mean, all the time in the last week because that's when I sure. started opening up about it. But um, uh, BLM came out in full support of Nicholas they came, Opal came to Venezuela uh, as a witness over his electoral process, uh-huh. which just happened to make him president again. Sure. And said, we denounce any intervention from the U.S. The U.S. are bad white supremacists. Yes. They're bad. Yeah. The, the, uh, Nicolas Maduro knows what he's doing. He's a fair man. And then went on to say that there was white supremacy in Venezuela. Doesn't even Which make sense. makes no sense, sure. and that black people in Venezuela were also uh, under uh, oppressed by the you know the, the white elite, the white supremacists, and he's like, it's not real, it's not happening, it doesn't exist. It's yeah. there were slaves many many years ago. I apparently they were slaves for a few years. There are more slaves in the world right now than there ever were in chattel slavery in America. It, like it, that is just a fact, and. The idea that slavery is a white phenomenon or right. an American phenomenon right. is insane. Absolute bullshit. It's completely and ahistorical. I, I will say, too, uh, you know, this is something that is uncomfortable for people to say, but who sold these slaves yes. to the white yes. people? Well, let's, not get, let's not go down that road. I, you're totally right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. And I'm, this is the, a narrative. You remember the scarves that the Democratic politicians wore when they oh all knelt in the halls of Congress? I died. That is that cloth is from uh, a slave dealing tribe. It's so gross. It's crazy. It's gross. But but again, that goes to the oh, we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable by talking about reality. Reality right, is uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, reality is uncomfortable. And the way we get to a more comfortable reality is by dealing with the reality that we have. We have the capability. We're we're we come from hunters and gatherers. We are people who have succeeded. All of us in in the whole world. We are fit to thrive. Yes. So we need to push through these uncomfortable like button pushing of like talking about that black slave trade was done at the hands of black communities. Well, both, yeah. Yeah, well, among they, other things, yes, of it course. Hand in hand. But you, you can't just point out, oh, white people were, were the... Yeah, especially not me or you. Like, Oh, right, 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 right. I, there is, so I was a philosophy major in college. There is no way that I can take moral responsibility, genuine moral responsibility, for something that someone else's ancestors did 150 years ago, 200 years ago, 400 years mm-hmm, ago mm-hmm. to someone else's an- ancestors. Right. It's so, it's I, so I have, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have no moral responsibility yes. for that yes. whatsoever. And I can understand that my skin color may have given me certain advantages here and there in life from that past. But again, I can't shed that. Mm-hmm. There's no. You, let's not go. You, I don't. You, I don't want to get. You can't make a, right. a point. A, a point blank for everyone to start at an equal space. Based, right. you know, like everyone gets this experience that they're born into. Yeah, and that's exactly. fair. Exactly, and you have to do the best you can do within that. The the reality is, everyone has their own mm-hmm. specific uh, life challenges and struggles, and that's their opportunity for growth mm-hmm. right and if you interfere with it 
if it's anyone else's responsibility, and I will say, I do believe in like this idea of like this lineage of trauma that can be passed down sure. and also through like habitual like um, practices of, of like parenting even. Yeah. I believe that's there. And I think that should be addressed in a, in a hundred percent in an accurate way. It's not by funding, you know what I mean? Like a check. It's not a check. I did a whole episode on here. It took me quite a long time to write. It took, I think it took me six or seven weeks to write. It was you know, after the George Floyd thing. And I think I probably put it out in early July, but, uh, it's called apocalypse now. And I, one of the things I was talking specifically about is these problems that we talk about the black community. And I put that in air quotes, um, in the inner city is always about two things. Primarily education, policing, Those are the two major public sector unions Mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. Public sector unions extract money from the workers they represent to protect the bad workers. Mm -hmm. And then they give that money to Democratic politicians who will continue to set laws up for their benefit. And so when this stuff happens for four and five and six and seven decades in these cities, Chicago, I think, has had a Democratic mayor for like yep. 100 years. L.A. has been 60. I think L.A. has been 60. Um, if we're going to blame the failures of those, quote unquote, communities mm-hmm. on racism mm-hmm. or Republicans, we are missing the mark by a thousand yards This is a democratic problem Mm -hmm. in democratic run cities, in democratic run states. California has a democratic governor, two democratic senators, an overwhelmingly democratic state assembly and a democratic mayor here in Los Angeles. Where are you being oppressed by Republicans? Mm -hmm. Where is your political process being stopped by Republicans? The the problem with the political process is that we have a one party rule in this state, Mm. period. Mm. And, and to answer your question, where it is, is in the narrative telling you by the Democratic Party exactly. that that's exactly. where it is. Exactly. And they can never have enough power. Right. Barack Obama as president with a Democratic supermajority Senate mm-hmm. and a Democratic majority House still can't get anything done. Right. Why? You know, yesterday, Joe Biden came out talking about marijuana legalization. Really? In the 11th hour, marijuana legalization? You guys couldn't have figured that out when Obama was president? Right, right. They had eight years. Gay marriage took them an extra term. Exactly. What in the world are we, why are we supposed to believe this? And the only reason that we have to believe this is other social influence and powers that are going to work against us. And I made that sound a little bit overarching, like not not, powers, not like mystical powers. It's it's an influence. It's a wave of influence. And we all were a victim of it. Yes. When the pandemic and George Floyd came out. But the truth is, it's been happening for a long time, for it's as long true. as social media has been going This is the on. first time I believe, yeah. I know, at least for me and a, a you know, number of people around me, is that with the space of having COVID being locked in a house, there was enough time to evaluate. Yes. These and things. to really look into the issues. Because otherwise, the, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be working. I'll think about it later. I'll do it later. You don't give enough time to something to really like put the pieces it's of the puzzle Im- yes, together. Yes, it's impossible. Like We are living our lives. We try to be as informed as we can. Mm-hmm. You think that you know what the essence of things is right and so you stop right. searching further than right that. and you know when i went to the protest it felt so good good it felt good. good to be a part of something that i thought was important and i think most people 
feel that way and mm-hmm. see it that way. You know, they see that BLM is f- a positive change. We're going to take down, you know, the police. When I heard that, when de- defund the what? Yeah. Defund the police? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I started backing out, like, seriously. And then I heard about, uh, you know, uh, them being Marxist, Marxist and then also being brought bragging about it yes they, they that's what we do we yes. dismantle the nuclear family we are trained marxists and people have to understand that what you just said is absolutely true it is in their platform it's they in want their about to, section yes they want to dismantle the nuclear family because they think of family as an element of privilege yes of and, white privilege yes and a they con- don't construct yes and they don't want people to have um, loyalties and affiliations that overpower the societal good. Right. So it's a collectivist philosophy. Yes. Everything is about the collective, not the individual. Yes. And thank goodness that America was set up specifically. And people think that they, that America was set up for white supremacy and this nonsense. America was specifically set up to do its best to guarantee personal freedom that is not dependent on the collective. Yes. Like that is what the constitution is there for. That is what liberty meant to them. Yes. That people can guide their own lives and take responsibility for their own lives. Right. That we do not have to be the subjects of greater rule. Yes. The, our rule is by consent of the ruled. That is the whole fucking point. The rule is by consent of the ruled. Yeah. Yeah, like our government uh-huh. acts with our consent. Yes. Our vote empowers it, them exactly. to choose for exactly. us. And when they are choosing poorly for us, we have the ability to remove them. Right, the, yeah. which is what we're trying to do on Thursday. Exactly. Yeah, So, so, and that's what's been happening here. That's the, the rule is, is, is has, uh, it's flipped. The consent of the rule has, well, that's the strange thing because California is so brainwashed that we keep electing these people in That's vast what I'm numbers. Saying. That's yeah. exact. So, the, so, so the truth we're is, we're going to hire you to tell us what to do, or we're going to elect right. you to tell us what to right. do. We want to be safe, so tell us what to do. Our consent, our consent, has been given away permanently. Yes, you know, like we keep giving it to them. We yes. keep voting for Democrats in this state. It doesn't matter what they do because we all understand that we have that we have to vote for Democrats. You know, interesting, and so. So the consent argument is almost irrelevant there Mm -hmm. because no one even knows what they're consenting to, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like they're happy when Gavin Newsom says that this is all climate change to be like, yeah, this is all climate change. You go, Gavin. Fires, not your fault. Even when it was PG&E that caused the fire, not your fault. Got nothing to do with humans. Got nothing to do with you. Just climate change. Doesn't matter that we used to have the same kinds of fires 100 years ago. Doesn't matter that last week, no, it wasn't the most, the record-breaking heat doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't right. matter because they are convinced of this one thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why climate change is going to be such a big issue now because they need something else. What they're doing is they're trying to pick off little constituencies mm-hmm. that have, they're trying Loyalty. to pick off single issue voters. Yeah. So right now they're going after single issue climate change mm-hmm. voters. They're going after single issue marijuana legalization mm-hmm. voters. That's they're clever. moving away from the single issue race voters because that's not working out so well for yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, it's all disgusting. Yeah. Let's talk about Trump specifically before right. we wrap up because we're at an hour and 17. Okay. We've just been going and yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, And we'll do this again yeah. after we see what yeah, like, really happens. So are you – so you are planning obviously to come out as a Trump supporter. Not just that you don't like socialism and whatever. But yes. that this is – 
And it's not just about supporting Trump, the person it's about in this situation. This is the right move. Right. This is what I feel morally confident about. And I would feel uh, terrible to do the other. I, th- I think everyone should do the research on Kamala Harris and yes. and what she's notoriously notoriously known for having done in San Francisco, especially yep. to the black community. If, yep. You know, because we do care obviously about the black community. It is a hot topic, but it's in people's hearts. So I think that's a good transition to move from BLM to looking at the you know quote unquote systemic yeah. racist systems. Right, the systems of racism that are in place are all put in place by the Democratic Party. That is true. So, and people don't believe that. They need to understand that that is true. The Republican Party in the South had a phase where they were amenable to Southern racists who were uh, supporting the party by getting elected and getting elected based on the racist past. Mm. And because they left the Democratic Party. Mm. And our country's history, the greatest racial problems have been caused by Democrats. By the way, Joe Biden wrote the 94 crime bill. I know. Like the idea that that in a racial moment, we're going to vote for a guy who's been in office, who's been in politics for 47 years and brags about writing the most racist piece of legislation that has existed in our lifetimes. He called it the Biden, the Biden. Yeah, of course. The Biden crime bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Exactly. And, um, it's it, this is maybe another topic another time it's just so interesting to me because i feel like we've paralleled in so many ways like the 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 dots that we got to mm-hmm. and we i i feel like i've pretty much been in a bubble getting yes. there i spoke to my i speak to my family my father and my mom about it a lot but other than that you know i don't watch the news i i, I do it a lot of research so it's not something that's inaccessible to discover it's, and yes. by the way i'm not formally educated i went to high school i went to a year in college for theater do you mm-hmm. know what i mean there's yeah. not there's yeah. not it doesn't Take a, the whole a point, scientist the to whole time this on this out. on this podcast, I have I've said this a few times, but I will make predictions about how things are going to go down, mm-hmm. and I'm not making those predictions to th- make anyone think that I'm like the fucking amazing right. Preskin or mm-hmm. whatever he's called. I'm doing it to say I have access to this information. You also have access mm-hmm. to this information. This is what I think. I am going to give you something. Mm-hmm. That is going to allow you to say whether or not I'm right or wrong. Yes. I'm going to make it so that this can be provable in the real world and that everyone will know it when yeah. they see it. Yeah. And if I am wrong, then you can stop listening to me. Right, right. But the news and the media and the politicians that we are used to do not do that. Right. They don't do that. They go through, they say all these things that sound like predictions, that are predictions. And when they don't come to pass, they will turn to an expert who will agree with them that they were still right anyway. Right, right, right. You know, like Georgia was supposed to become this COVID hotbed of like the uh, an article by Amanda Mall in The Atlantic called it an experiment in human sacrifice. Oh my God, The Atlantic. Yes. And now, you know, everybody's freaking out about the rally that I was at in oh. Henderson. And I talked about it yesterday on the podcast. But uh, I'm not going to get COVID. Right. And neither is anybody else. Right. And when there's not this huge spike mm-hmm. from 5,000 people being in an indoor warm environment together without masks on, mm-hmm. what are they going to say? Mm-hmm. That should be proof positive immediately mm-hmm. that there is no reason for people to be wearing masks or avoiding gatherings. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't happen, they'll just move on to something else. Mm-hmm. You know, right something. now, Donald Trump is 
they they say that it is a death cult. Do you know that? No. They're calling it the Trump death cult. No. That every that no Trump supporter cares about people dying or right. themselves. Right. They only care about doing what Trump wants. So demeaning and so stupid. Like I will take any of those media figures to the fucking cleaner in a debate and I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. Yeah. Fine. Let's go. Yes. Challenge me. Let's yes. go. We'll find out who's stupid. Yes. Absolutely. I would love to do that. Absolutely. I would relish every moment of it. Well, they won't tell you anything other than call you names. Yeah. They or, have no information. Well, why do so many experts believe that? Yeah. Well, I can tell you why so many experts believe mm-hmm. that. And it's a range of different reasons. But let's get off that. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging thing to engage with because you're like, God, this is so stupid. I don't have the energy to talk uh-huh. to you. And it's going to go. Oh, my, I always have the My energy. friend wrote this is pretzel logic. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, right? Just it's, twists it's and like, twists. Yeah. I, it's pointless. You're just like talking to a two year old. You know, do you. Yeah. They have different moves that they make. Mm-hmm. And if, they, if those moves prove unsuccessful, then they will either finally relent and agree with you and that is when their mind opens mm-hmm. or they will try to slander you in whatever I way have, possible have, and if that doesn't work they'll try to do it publicly oh yeah which is what you're about to get yes 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 absolutely and here's the thing i don't care about bullies there is nothing yeah. that anyone can cancel me on you know what I mean? it, yeah. you're you're it, i'm trying to engage engage an open-minded co- uh, conversation about something that's really important and i think if anything the people should look at me and say like well wow, she's really willing to risk it all for what's coming out of her mouth maybe there's something to it I, you someone wrote me and says you know what you're doing you're just trying to be controversial that's i know so i know a zillion different ways to be controversial yeah and none of them require putting your entire <laughs> reputation exactly, on the line exactly exactly like, people are like you're just doing this for attention yeah attention yes i'm literally doing this for the worst possible right, attention right. someone could I'm get about to, what, yeah. like what I, I must, i'm not I'm making a windfall right, of money nothing, doing yeah. this this is lamb to the slaughter right this is a yes. kamikaze right now yes. you know this this is all or nothing, guys. And, and you know, I and I feel, but but again, I have this mindset that no matter what, it's going to be okay. Yeah. So there's yeah. no there's no fear dictating me from a society, right? What I I, I have th- the best interests for people. If you don't want to take it, or you, you you don't have to. But I'm not going to be controlled by your narrative mm-hmm. and your fear mongering. Yes. And you know what? If people stop, if if people close to you. Stop wanting to associate with you and stop wanting to be your friend. Yeah. Because you have an, a, a different idea about politics, yes. one that you can support. Yes. At length. That person is a bad person. Dude, this person and is bad. I got it yes. bad from a very close friend of mine. Yes. Yeah. That's me a an, bad an, person. An asshole. I, I'm, making a, a ma- I'm making an embarrassment of myself. And this wasn't even, I hadn't even uh-huh. posted anything like controversial yet. Right. I was just like, uh, you know, it's okay to be pro-American. It's okay. And, you know, like this is what, you know, the Adam Carell thing. I reposted, you know, what his version, like uh, perception of what gov- coming to America sure. is about. And he's like, you know, you're trying to cause controversy. You're t- you know what they do? Your tone is divisive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not reading the room. Yeah. I was like, well, then if you think you, you, you what you don't understand is like you don't like what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I, I, first of all, nobody's heard my tone. Do you know why? I've been silent for 20 years. Yes. This is how I talk yeah. you know what i mean yeah. 
Because the, the rest of me was, I'm just playing around. Here we are. I'm on sure, skateboard. Sure. It's so fun. I'm an actor. Look. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you, you can't handle yeah. a real conversation with logic and points. Yeah. And which one of you is being rude and malicious and mean? Oh, God. It was so mean. It was shocking. Yeah, exactly. Shocking. And so that's a good person. That's what a good right, person does. Right. That's how a good person right. responds to disagreement. Yes, exactly. Um, so I, I came out. So I started with, I was like, okay, nobody's doing this. I don't want to yeah. scare anyone off immediately lose a bunch of followers of there needs to be tactics involved to what i'm doing right. um this idea on fourth of july it was right that was recently right uh <laughs> was it, two yeah, months ago, four, two july. months ago on fourth of july i remember being embarrassed celebrating the fourth of july because of blm wow. and like you know like oh this, all the things we were taught were so long i was i drank the kool-aid like i uh-huh. i was invested you wow. know i was buying all black and you know and meaning not clothes but like um made by black all oh, wow, wow. yeah which i still intend to do because i want to support in any possible way but um that's where my mind was and, and sure. then i flipped when i had this discovery and realization investigating like you said if you donate to to blm you're donated to the democratic party yeah right Act well the democratic party platform and then they hide the money right they hide the money but and also money is fungible. It, um i will say that there is speculation that um nicolas maduro also funds blm that wouldn't surprise okay. me at all now also we need to address the fact that while black lives matter says black lives matter lots of black people are dying in the midst of this lots of black people are losing their businesses their yeah. families are being you know torn apart because of this and um also, there, our streets are on fire. Our yes. policemen are under attack. Yes. So I don't want to hear anymore. And, I, and I, I implore people to take a second and be like, maybe maybe there's actually like terrorism occurring, going on in this moment. You see it. It's out there. It's it. And yeah. this like blind denial of like, no, everything's okay. Everything's going to be okay is going to tear us apart. It is it tearing is. us yes, apart. Yes, it is. And so, so um, tactically, I had to figure out how to approach this. You know, my first step was in like, hey, guys, you know, it's okay to be pro-America. Being a patriot is a good thing. And, yes. and, and, and what happened was I started, I had a friend, I'd notice when I'd look at conservatives, uh, Instagram things that I'd secretly go look at because I didn't want anyone to notice uh-huh. that I was pushing like on it. Uh-huh. You know, I noticed my friend, uh, two friends popping up, people I barely know. And I reached out. I, I, I must have written a text like three times before, and deleted it. And then finally it was just like, hey, I think that maybe, you know, uh, we might be liking the same things. And he's like, welcome aboard, you know. Yeah. And, and he was sort of my Eskimo, so to speak, in helping me. He's like, you, you know, if you want, you could create a, an anonymous Instagram and like have conversations. And I was like, fuck that, you know. Like, yeah. I, this is – this is about freedom. I'm That's not going to hide too. under anything. Yep. Started liking things. Then people saw that I was liking things, started writing me. Yes. And, and, and that's how it happened. And it sort of like it, um, organically opened itself up. And I gained the more, more confidence as I, I was yep. like, this is what needs to be done. Yeah, you're not alone. I'm not alone. Yeah. I, there, there's, but the, the narrative hasn't I, I'm basically I'm trying to be the crack in the window to let you know the, the reality crush through and I, I I feel like a great responsibility for it I feel completely fearless about it I also feel armed with facts with, and educated and you asked me about Trump it's like I didn't have a lot of facts about Trump and literally until a few weeks ago you know what I mean because yeah. it's like uh, those guys bad this guy's good you know what I mean but then I like you know there's several lists going around of what he's accomplished in the four, last four years very substantial and you really need to vet them for yourself to make yeah. sure they're not just bogus lists yeah and that's it you take every single claim and you break it down and you try to get to the bottom of it and it's a lot of work yeah 
but it's worth it, it. But I mean, you've got these lists. All you have to do is I have, I have so many You're taking notes. notes. I have she, so many she just notes. whipped out a big notebook. Yeah, you have no idea. Um, You're really doing homework on uh, this all day. Oh, all day long. It's great. Yeah, it, it, it's too important not to. But I agree. Um, you know, there's the the permanently allocated money, the funds, the millions and millions. I can't remember if it's 150 million or if it's 250 million to the historically the black, black and minority communities. Yep. Forever, Obama HBCUs. didn't do that. Yeah, Nobody no, did that. Nope. So Trump is a negotiator. Opportunity zones. Yes, exactly. A tax, a tax, a tax cut funded opportunity zones. Yes. For something like 850, uh, sorry, 8,500 um, communities. It's estimated that in the, you know, a long-term uh, growth will be over $100 billion. We're talking about, you know, communities that have con- have historically always been underserved, yeah. underdeveloped, and he's putting money into it. Yes. He's a business, and man. people can see that with their eyes. They know it's happening. And he's going to get a much larger share of the black vote than he did in 2016. I, and that was and, another reason I was ab- yeah. able to flip so easily as well. And the like, Hispanic vote as well. That's yeah. People see the problem with always getting the elite narrative is that it is totally disconnected from what real people think. Mm-hmm. And the elite narrative is generated by people who are two or three or more generations down mm. from the the family member who actually made their family prominent. Exactly. Right? And so they get to go to the best schools. Their viewpoints are never challenged. Right. They get into these jobs through nepotism. Mm-hmm. And then they just keep recycling the shit that they've been mm-hmm. told because everybody around them pats them on the back and says, oh, you're a good boy. Right. Right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, so, okay. So let's, let's wrap up on this yeah. and then we'll... Um, so... You are going to actively be supporting Trump in public? Yes, absolutely. Okay. By the way, I love your post. That was so brave of you. Guys. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've gone to buy the hat? And I'm like, is this, is this the move? Is this not the move? I just did it. And I was like, you know, I am, uh, I've always been a little bit of a button pusher yeah. and kind of like uh, a little devil on the shoulder yeah, of yeah, yeah. this yeah. culture here. Um, I enjoyed, Same. I enjoyed doing that. I, but my enjoyment of that comes from thinking that things are fucked up and I want to make them not fucked up. Right. And this I see as fucked up. I'm not yeah. doing this as like, cause I think it's punk rock and I want to mm-hmm. offend my friends. No. Like, it's not about that at all. Like, this isn't a lark for me. Like I am doing this because I 100% believe that we need Donald Trump to win this election. And I don't want to see what the country looks like without it because there's no indication that Joe Biden is going to restore a sense of normalcy. It'll be a very superficial sense of normalcy where all of a sudden the vaccine comes out and everybody's saved. You know, that's not what's, that's not reality. That's not reality. The culture will keep declining. Every single part of the old guard. This is what I call the old guard, by the way, political parties, entertainment, media, tech, corporations, and academia. Mm. All of those have the same viewpoint. All of them are trying to take down Trump Mm -hmm. and get Joe Biden elected. Mm -hmm. So it is Trump against all these institutions. Mm -hmm. Every one of these institutions throughout this entire period have seized control in one way or another. The media and entertainment seize the narrative. Mm -hmm. The tech companies seize our ability to dissent. Mm. Corporations will donate to Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. make more money off these causes. 
Academia supports it with critical race theory and feminist theory and all of this. So all of those things have the same political motivation, and they know that they will profit off Biden, including the corporations. And people who are anti-corporate, people who are anti, you know, who are actually anti-racist, I don't know why they believe that the institutions that have led us into this for the last 50 years are going to be able to take us out of it. And their only response to that is to pin it all on Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And that is to totally ignore the fact that these problems have been building well before Donald Trump Mm -hmm. was ever in politics. And in fact, these problems are why Donald Trump was elected. Mm -hmm. The idea that Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's corpse really, Mm -hmm. is going to deliver us from this Mm -hmm. is completely crazy. It makes no sense. No sense sense whatsoever. Um, Okay. So I am really interested to watch your coming out party. I am here for your support at all times. Thank you. Um, I will back you up on social media. Thank you. I will introduce you to more people who are on this team. I'm so excited. And uh, yeah, I wish you nothing but the best with all this. If the media comes after you, if any of that stuff comes after you. Understand that there is a massive community out there Mm -hmm. that is willing to get your back and that wants to get your back because they and I want to empower more people with public images and public voices to come out and feel comfortable doing so because none of this is going to be improved until the political conversation has two sides. You cannot improve it with one side. And by the way, I would never want one party Republican rule either. That's failing Southern states, just like Democratic Party rule is failing Western states and the Northeast. So I've got you. Everybody's got you. You You have to trust that whatever comes at you, you're going to weather it Mm -hmm. and that people will help you weather it. And when the people online are abusive to you, just remind them of who they think that they are Mm -hmm. while they're saying those things. Thank you. Like they're the good guys. No, they're not. Right. Yeah. So awesome. This is great. Thank you for doing this. If shit hits the fan, I want you to come back and talk about it. Oh yeah, for sure. We can do this. We can follow up in a few weeks and see, uh, and see how it's been for you. Absolutely. But, uh, I think it's awesome thank that you. you have the courage to do this. Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity to really like just start start the momentum. You yeah, know? I, I love I it. I appreciate it. I am so grateful for it. Thank Fuck you. Yeah. Okay. yeah, thank you for coming. All right. All right. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm Your Moderator. If you have feedback, you can email heymoderator at imyourmoderator.com or use the hashtag heymoderator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily-ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash be reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, 
Getter, and Gab, and I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at imyourmoderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!